Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 1789. Today I saw the glory of God which flows from the image. Many souls are receiving graces, although they do not speak of it openly. Even though it has met up with all sorts of vicissitudes, God is receiving glory because of it, and the efforts of Satan and of evil men are shattered and come to naught. In spite of Satan's anger, the divine mercy will triumph over the whole world and will be worshipped by all souls. I have come to know that, in order for God to act in a soul, it must give up acting on its own. Otherwise, God will not carry out his will in it. When a great storm was approaching, I began to say the chaplet. Suddenly, I heard the voice of an angel. I cannot approach in this storm because the light which comes from her mouth drives back both me and the storm. Such was the angel's complaint to God. I then recognized how much havoc he was to have made through this storm, but I also recognized that this prayer was pleasing to God and that this chaplet was most powerful. I learned that a certain soul was very pleasing to God and that, in spite of all sorts of persecutions, God was clothing this person in a new and higher dignity. My heart greatly rejoiced in this. The moments which are most pleasant to me are those when I converse with the Lord within the center of my being. I try my very best not to leave him alone. He likes to be always with us. O Jesus, eternal God, thank you for your countless graces and blessings. Let every beat of my heart be a new hymn of thanksgiving to you, O God. Let every drop of my blood circulate for you, Lord. My soul is one hymn in adoration of your mercy. I love you, God, for yourself alone. My God, although my sufferings are great and protracted, I accept them from your hands as magnificent gifts. I accept them all, even the ones that other souls have refused to accept. You can come to me with everything, my Jesus. I will refuse you nothing. I ask you for only one thing. Give me the strength to endure them and grant that they be meritorious. Here is my whole being. Do with me as you please. Today I saw the sacred heart of Jesus in the sky in the midst of a great brilliance. The rays were issuing from the wound in his side and spreading out over the entire world. Today the Lord came to me and said, My daughter, help me to save souls. You will go to a dying sinner and you will continue to recite the chaplet and in this way you will obtain for him trust in my mercy for he is already in despair. Suddenly I found myself in a strange cottage where an elderly man was dying amidst great torments. 
all about the bed was a multitude of demons and the family who were crying. When I began to pray, the spirits of darkness fled with hissing and threats directed at me. The soul became calm and filled with trust, rested in the Lord. At the same moment, I found myself again in my own room. How this happens, I do not know. Toward the end of the diary, St. Faustina stopped writing the date on her entries. She just wrote today. Perhaps she began to be unaware of the date. The things of this world became less important as she prepared for heaven. Faustina saw the glory of God flowing from the divine mercy image. She understood the spiritual battle that was ongoing, the souls who were receiving graces, the good that was coming through the spread of the devotion, God being glorified through this work, the efforts of the evil one and of evil people to block and to stop the diffusion of the message and the devotion. But in the end, divine mercy will triumph. Faustina came to understand that we can't be self-willed and acting on our own if we want God to act in our soul. We need to open our hearts to him. The storm that was approaching, which Faustina wrote about, seemed to be a type of punishment for sins. But the chaplet prayer was a powerful intercessory prayer for that area. God wants us to intercede in this way. Faustina writes of a certain soul who was very pleasing to God. She has written in the past in her diary about Father Sopochko or Father Andras in this way. Faustina writes of conversing with the Lord in the center of her being. This is her heart. Jesus likes to be with us. He wants to be always with us and spend time with us, so she tries to never leave him alone. We, too, can speak to Jesus in our hearts. And Faustina writes a prayer of thanksgiving to Jesus for all that she has received. She prays that every beat of her heart, the flowing of her blood, uh, all become like a hymn of thanksgiving to God. Because the gift of our life is from God, so us living our life as we should is a way of thanking God. And then Faustina accepts uh, suffering as a great gift. Uh, Not everyone wants to receive such a gift, and sometimes she doesn't want to receive it either. But uh, she thanks God for this gift, and she wants to unite with Jesus' suffering in order to save souls. And then Faustina saw an image of the sacred heart in the sky with uh, graces flowing from the wound in his side. Uh, Jesus asks Faustina's help to save souls. She is to recite the chaplet at the bedside of the dying. And then she records a case of bilocation in which she finds herself suddenly at the bedside of a dying person. There was a great spiritual battle going on. The demons were there, uh, ready to snatch him away to hell when he died. But Faustina, by reciting the chaplet, wins the battle. We, too, should do the same. Pray the chaplet for the dying, uh, whether we're in the presence of the dying or even from a distance. It's a powerful intercessory prayer.